Good morning, truth. Well, wouldn't you know it, there's always something to be said, some sarcastic line to be shared. And the devil's anger started flaring up almost immediately as some was disgruntled regarding Biden's reference to scripture and the hymn. <laughs> Negative results started pouring in last night and comments being posted trying to exalt the principle of separation of church and state. And it's amazing to me because this world totally misuses the term separation of church and state. We use it to infer that we should separate the world's government from biblical mandates and expectations and counsel without really knowing the origin or the boundaries of that principle. The idea of separation of church and state came from a letter penned by Thomas Jefferson. And Jefferson's cause was to protect religious liberties from an intrusive government. In no way did Jefferson or any other of the framers of the United States Constitution seek to eradicate religion or restrict Americans' faith in God or upholding of the biblical mandate that is in the doctrine of God. An overwhelming, overwhelming majority of those who signed the Declaration of Independence, they counted themselves as religious men. What they upheld in their independent lives, that's between them and God. But they counted themselves as religious men. And it may come as a shock to many of you, as it was a shock to me in my research of this topic, that nowhere in the Constitution does the words separation of church and state appear. The separation of the two was the designed to keep the government out of God's business, not to keep God out of the business of government. As a matter of fact, since the inception of this country, churches have extended astounding partnership support of the government. Churches have historically played a significant role in society lessening the need for the government to take on many of the burdens of the citizens of the United States. You all need to be mindful that the majority of hospitals still have names tied to a church because many of our renowned hospitals were initiated by church, such as Baptist Medical Center, St. Luke's Hospital, and we could go on and on. Throughout much of modern history, churches were the only entities providing education. The concept of public schools came from the mind of Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King. I don't want y'all to lie on me and say I said Martin Luther King, but from the one he was likely named after, Martin Luther, who was a priest and a professor of theology. He is the one that set in place the concept of public schools. Churches have also historically been at the forefront of programs to feed the poor, clothe and shelter the homeless, care for orphan, orphans, and so on. And because of the church work 
alleviating a great deal of the government's obligation to meet the needs of the people, our government rewarded the church with tax-exempt status. That's how that became about. And it was all done to encourage the church's involvement in ongoing service to the community. Just a little history lesson for you. As a matter of fact, we had a similar discussion this past Wednesday during our Bible study. Because if truth be told, it's time for churches to once again become active entities, meeting the needs and being the refuge for the people in our communities. For the most part, those screaming separation of church and state are really trying to advocate for separation of biblical mandate and the laws of the land, which in all honesty is virtually, technically, and biologically impossible. Why do I say that? Because the moral standard, the standard by which we gauge right and wrong is based on the moral code God instilled in our DNA. Which is why before the Ten Commandments were ever written, the murder between two brothers, when Cain killed his brother Abel, he lied to God about knowing where his brother was. Because instinctively that moral code that was interwoven into his DNA convicted him and made him aware that killing his brother was wrong and that it was a sin against God, which prompted him to lie to God. Think about it. A child can steal from a cookie jar and the parent asks them if they took it. And the child's immediate response is either no or a look of guilt. You don't have to teach a child to lie. They lie because their natural instinct is to cover up what they know to be wrong. That moral code of what's right and what's wrong is interwoven by God in our DNA. So how can we not use that moral code to make decisions and construct laws and to guide a nation? Many may think that they want a leader, a government, absent a biblical reference, but in all honesty, they really don't. Because in a governing body without a godly conscience, there is no fairness, there is no forgiveness, there is no punishment to wrongdoers. There is no law protecting one's property. There is no love. There is no compassion. There is no reason for joy. There is no standard of family. There would be no expectation of responsibility. The bottom line is without a godly conscience, there is no hope for us as a people. Without God, hell consumes all earth. Without God, hell consumes all mankind. Because of God, there is a measure of righteousness. And without the measure of righteousness, all that is left is sin. And the consequences of sin is eternal separation from God, which by definition is hell. 2 Thessalonians 1, 8-9 reads, 
and inflaming fire inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his As we move into the healing process as a country, as a people, as believers, let's maintain the spirit of forgiveness. Let's maintain the spirit of compassion and selflessness towards one another so that we can stand and move forward in unity, not seeking to separate the will of God from the laws of the land, but as a nation seeking God's face his guidance, his grace, his mercy. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable.